Hello and welcome to another edition of Shots on Target. Here are your hosts, Dennis Christensen and Mark Enti. Well, it's top of the evening to everybody. I'm glad you could be with us. We are back. It's Shots on Target back once again. And uh, I'm your host, Mark Henty, along with my co-host, the good Sir Dennis Christensen. How are you, good Sir Den? Great. Excited to have another crack at another season. Yeah, it should be majestic, my old rascal. Now, eh, we've been away for a little bit more than the average week, that's for sure. But uh, <clears throat> I moved away. I moved to a very lovely Omaha, Nebraska, who have my fancy acreage. But we are still rumbling with the show, of course. Now, what are we going to cover on this week's show? We're going to have a little bit of a World Cup review and uh, give our first 11s of the World Cup, which should be quite majestic. And then we're going to have a preview of the 2018-19 season in the English Premier League. And we're going to rate the transfer business of each team. Uh, we're also going to give out our final predicted uh, Premier League tables. We'll see where they finish 1 through 20. Of course, we'll be correct. And then we're also going to invite you to join our Fantasy Footy League at uh, fantasypremierleague.com. Uh, then it'll be on to a soccer news. And then we're going to discuss a little bit the old Portland Timbers transformation under Giovanni Savresi. And finally, uh, we're going to give our predictions on the EPL TalkSport predictor and invite you to join that as well, you rascals. All righty. Now then, Sudan, have you been, by the way? I've, I've been great. Well, we still talk every now and again just because we don't do the broadcast. doesn't mean that uh, we don't continue talking soccer. We do that on a regular basis, but we're back in business. That is right. And everybody's excited. Isn't it? Oh, it's so true. Damn right. Yeah, baby, yeah! Now then, first of all, let's have a little gander at the World Cup. I know it was about, you know, three weeks, four weeks ago, but... What did you make of it then? Uh, quite supreme World Cup, one of the best ever? I think it was one, maybe the best World Cup in my lifetime. Um, uh, almost all my favorite teams did really well. Maybe the Germans, who I uh, thought was going to win the World Cup, didn't do so well. England did really well. I'm sure you're going to talk about that in just a moment. <laughs> Germans, by the way. Germans? Yeah. Right. Uh, everything looked so well, and then it didn't look so good. Yeah, they were pretty terrible, Germany. But England, damn, they did good getting to the semifinals. Way more than I expected, sir. And the young scamps that Gareth Southgate put out, he deserves a new contract, I think. Uh, absolutely. I think he's uh, negotiating right now with uh, a new contract. So hopefully uh, another four- to six-year contract is going to take him at least through the next tournament, in my opinion. Well, we'll have some of that, sir. And then, uh, yeah, so for a change for England, it is a uh, happy times. And then uh, France winning, of course. Well-deserved, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I thought France was the best team. Everybody was thinking that Croatia was going to play uh, pretty even with them in the final, but France was the better, better team, uh, for but sure, even in the final. Yeah, they were pretty decent most of the tournament, and old Mbappe in the... Griezmann, decent players, Kante holding up very nicely in the old midfield. Croatia's midfield was quite stunning throughout the tournament. Very yeah. surprised that they got all the way to the semis, but that whole second section of the of the draw opened right up for any team to rumble through. 
Now, a little bit of trivia for you. Who's the only team that didn't uh, lose to either Croatia or France after 90 minutes in this tournament? Ah, (laughs) yes. Well, that's not that bad. 0-0 against France and 1-1 against Croatia with Michael stopping that penalty, what, deep into, what was it, 80th, 90th minute, something like that? And then it went to penalties. I thought he was going to do it. Like, the penalty shooter, when it goes to the penalties, I'm like, ah, Michael's got this. I absolutely thought that when he saved that penalty, I thought we were going to win. There's no bueno, sir. Knights of Columbus, that hurts. So that was a bugger. Yeah, Denmark, they deserve to go through there. Russia surprised everyone, rumbling through all the way to the quarters, beating Spain on penalties by playing basically no football whatsoever in that game. No. Yeah, I, the interesting thing about this tournament is just a, a few points is Asia. All the Asian teams played really well. I thought Australia played well. Uh, they had a tough group with Peru, France, and Denmark. Uh, South Korea. Almost beating Belgium, 2 nothing until Belgium came back to watch the end. Japan played well. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, well, they were all... Uh, teams kind of sucked, you know. Yeah. Wasn't impressed with any of them, really. None of them came through. No, nope, none of them came through. The European teams did really well, dominating, what, four out of four uh, of the last four. Um, broke the trend of South uh, America winning in Europe. And vice versa, yeah. right? That's yeah. Been back and forth for the last, I don't know how many World Cups. And for the longest time in the olden days, going all the way back to like 60s to like 2000, something like that, it was always whichever continent it was held on was won by a team within that continent. So, yeah. Switching back and forth and so forth. Uh, there were a few disappointing players in this World Cup. Uh, De Gea. Widely recognized as the worst goalkeeper of the tournament, which I'm glad to see because he is the best goalkeeper in the world, but did not have a very good tournament. Um, Erickson, Erickson did not play well. But then again, he was also double teamed most of the time, and Denmark just didn't have another option for midfield. He is their yeah. player. And Messi, I don't know. Messi didn't play well. Again, that had something to do with the uh, manager, the Argentinian oh. manager, how he played that team. That little bald fellow with his dodgy blue suit running <laughs> up and down. With, the, with all the, whatever, he looked like a gang, gang member. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He was just, all he was doing was looking at ladies in the, in the uh, crowd, like, you know, I'm wearing my suit and I'm bald. Mm. Time to musk up. And then in, in the end, Messi and, like, uh, Mascherano decided to pick the team for themselves, by the sounds of it. Well, you know, another thing is, if you're looking at some of the worst players in the tournament, Mascherano. Mascherano, oh. widely touted as one of the worst players of the tournament. Yeah. Um, Way past his sell-by date. Absolutely. If it wasn't De Gea, it was Mascherano. Definitely two of the worst players of this tournament. They were shocking. And then yeah. uh, Brazil, nah, they did all right in the group stage, but never really got going. Argentina were just, uh, you know, obviously a mess, as we said. Spain, loads of possession. Yeah, great game against Portugal. That was a fun one. Probably my favorite of the tournament. <clears throat> and then, well, let's see. Now, we do have, so the Guardian put out their team at the tournament. <clears throat> yeah. 
So they threw Courtois and go, not too shabby. Vida Vrsalika, or whatever his name is from Croatia. <laughs> no idea you say that one. Yeah. Godin, Uruguay, he was absolutely superb. Yeah. France was a good player. Kevin De Bruyne and Luka Modric as the two holding mids. Yeah, Modric certainly. De Bruyne pretty decent. Perisic was excellent. Cherishev of Russia had a great World Cup. Hazard and Mbappe. But sod theirs. We don't want to have a battle with the Cartians. No, no. That's shenanigan. Now, what did we have, good Saden, in goal? Who have you had for the goalkeeper of the tournament? Well, I mean, Courtois probably... Uh, was the goalkeeper that had the most games and was most consistent. He did have that South Korean game, probably was his worst game. Uh, if you're looking at the stats, even Smichael had a good tournament, actually. Yeah. Up until they got knocked out, he was a decent goalkeeper. I would actually say Courtois probably had the better tournament because they went deeper, but Smichael definitely is my second goalkeeper. I'm agree with you on Courtois. So I think we're narrowed on for that one. Now, what formation are you playing, young man? So, I'm playing a 4-5-1. Yeah, I suppose. Well, mine says it's a 4-3-3, but uh, we'll call it a 4-5-1. All right, so who's your back four? Back four is Marcelo. Ooh. Uh, Yep, on the left, I got Trippier on the right, who I thought had a fantastic tournament. If he wasn't the second-best English player... I thought he was just phenomenal going up and down that right. I mean, he played better than I've ever seen him play for Tottenham. Fantastic. He was absolutely superb. I agree with that one. Now I have in the middle, I have John Stones and I have Thiago Silva. Yeah, I actually thought John Stones had a decent tournament. And then Thiago Silva, um, the Brazilian, also had a decent tournament. I'm not a fan of any of the... um, uh, Croatian uh, central defenders. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not a fan. I actually thought that there was a couple of uh, uh, dumb moves by the France uh, central defenders as well. Um, so, I don't know. What do you have? Well, I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. All right. No surprise. <laughs> I do trip you. And obviously being in- I had to throw in Aaron Maguire. I love the way that he came out of defense with the ball in a back three. Just, it added something different. And, you know, when a defender comes rumbling out of defense and actually keep the ball pretty well, I'm all over that. So I thought we had a great tournament. You know, the worst thing about that is that there are so many people, because uh, you know that Maguire has been talked about coming to Manchester United. And you know Mourinho really favors uh, central defenders that can hold on to the ball and pass the ball. And everybody, or a lot of people, are saying that he's not that type of defender. And I disagree. He can actually play the ball. And not only is he big and powerful, strong header of the ball, reads the game really well, but also passes the ball well. So I actually think he fits well in within uh, uh, United if they were able to get him. And they value him at like $65 or something, and they turned it down. Yeah. Crazy. The other tinkers are Varane of France <laughs> and Benjamin Pavard. Oh, I thought he did right. Oh, Pavard, goal of the tournament. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, after the tournament was over, I was thinking that he was going to be, you know, that one star that uh, everybody was going to chase. There's always that one star, like uh, James Rodriguez. You know? 
few years back. Yeah. Um, there's always that one guy that comes out of the tournament. I thought Babard, except for maybe a couple of bonehead moves in the final, yeah. the tournament played really decent, could come go up and down that wing, and plus, yeah. he's a central defender. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah we'll give him some kudos. Well done, good sir. Yeah. Absolutely mental. All right, so on to our midfield. Who do you have at your five? So my five is, of course, Modric. Uh, definitely belongs in that. Uh, yeah. You didn't seem to fancy uh, De Bruyne that much, but um, granted, he didn't play as well as he usually does for Bel- or for Manchester City, but still had a decent tournament, could still pass the ball, still create something. in mine. Yeah. <laughs> now, the other three up front, uh, uh, midfielders, wingers, forwards, whatever they are, Hazard. Great yeah, tournament, really well. Yeah. Uh, might, might even have been the player of the tournament. Uh, yeah, Neymar, if we look aside from his stupid flop, actually had a decent tournament. Oh! <laughs> Neymar played well. Uh, he is a showboater like like nothing, but played well. Wasn't able to score maybe uh, when it mattered most, but actually had a decent overall Pretty standard performance. And I think one of the players of the tournament, Mbappe. Yep. All right. So I'm with you on four of those. So not too sh- Well, is that three? Wait, I've got Modric, De Bruyne, Mbappe, and Hazard. Okay. All right. So the only one I didn't go with was Neymar. I actually thought Coutinho had a slightly better tournament. Oh, but- okay. Yeah, you know, in certain games, uh, I forget which game it was, but it was game, well, one game particularly where Coutinho played much better than uh, Neymar. But I thought that, uh, I think they played five games in that tournament, and I think that Neymar was better in four out of those five games. Yeah, and he's, like, got two dudes on him all the time, said the bitch. All right, and the other midfielder was N'Golo Conte. He's just superb. Solid as a rap. He's always right. good. I would say there was one game, I think actually the final uh, yeah. was a big miss for, for him. Uh, but up until that point, he had had an excellent tournament. So I agree. Yeah, he did pretty sweet. So, all right. So that leaves one up front. I know who you're going to go with. And you probably know who I'm going to go with. It's going to be the same guy. It's got to be Kane up front. Yeah, I thought you'd go with Lukaku. Nope, Kane. Yeah, sweet. All right, that is quite superb, and I'm more than delighted. I thought he was quite superb. I mean, he got England out of the hole in the first game. I mean, it is tough. I really had a difficult time picking Kane over Lukaku. It was really close. Lukaku was superb in the latter stages of the tournament. Kane sort of faded out, but, Who was your your big disappointment uh, for the England team? Curious. Oh, uh, I would definitely say Deli Alley. Yeah. Okay, I agree with that. I mean, Deli Alley, again, was a disappointment. He did not have a good season for Tottenham. He had that one and a half year. Uh, I, I'm still wondering what Tottenham we're going to see next year. Is everybody going to click on all cylinders? Ericsson didn't play well. Uh, well, they like, they haven't bought a damn player. Players. And Porticino seems to be fine with this. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, they did a couple of, give a couple of people some extended contracts. 
I just yeah. read a new story. Now I'm getting into the news here, but I just read a new story about two hours ago that said that uh, Manchester United has sealed a contract with Alderweireld. No. 60, 60 million pounds. Nonsense. <laughs> yep, just read it uh, two hours ago. I'll double check my uh, news sources right now as we're talking. All right. Well, you'll give that a rumble, sir. But it was a fantastic World Cup, that is for sure. Now then, that brings us on to uh, the summer ins and outs of the English Premier League. Yes, there is going to be a lot of Premier League malarkey on this, so we apologise if you're not a big fan. But tough, because that's what's going to happen. So <laughs> let's have a look at that. On all the uh, the teams here, Arsenal bought in Lichtsteiner, uh, Bernd Leno, the goalie, might take over from Czech there. Well, looks at that. Papapopoulos as well, centre back, and Lucas Torreira, who is ex. I agree. Well, let's not forget that they got a new coach as well. But outside of that, I know you're a big fan of Lichtsteiner, um, Bernd Leno. Definitely, uh, uh, Czech is is aging a little bit. I heard that they were trying to sell Czech back to uh, Chelsea, uh, or even trying to sell him. Uh, so I think he still has stuff to contribute; can still play at a high level. Um, yeah. But yeah, what do you think about the the coaching move that Arsenal made in the off season? Oh, I'm just glad they got rid of Wenger finally, and he even said in an interview a few weeks ago. He'd probably stayed there too long. No, sugar, Sherlock, flaming Nora. Everyone knew it. How many years too long do you think? Five years? I would go three. Three years too long. He was still kind of top four before that. As soon as he stopped finishing above Tottenham, that's when the alarm bell should have been ringing and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Should have been gone by then. But, yeah, Arsenal not looking too shabby. They got rid of uh, Per Murdersacker, was retired. Praise the Lord, because I'm sick of seeing his speed on FIFA at like 31. Doublers, well, I mean, he, I mean, oh, he's aging. I forget how old he is, but he is aging. But he's a good defender. Came from, yeah. I think he played in Germany, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, he's definitely uh, yeah. a good, good, good addition. Yeah, he had some of the best stats last season in the whole of Europe. So he's probably pretty. Yeah. I don't know. He might be Greek with that name. It's possible. And uh, they also got rid of uh, Santi Cazorla. He went back to uh, Spain. And Jack Wilshere on a free to West Ham. He's finally out of the place that didn't fancy him. Speaking of West Ham, I mean, West Ham have been trying to load up a little bit. They got Rich Lee from They got... uh, Now, 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 now. Hold it right there, Mr. Fancy Pants Corner. Am I going ahead again? <laughs> we actually know sod it. Let's go to West Ham. They have bought in a bunch. They're actually the one team as a a supporter of none of the top six. They're the team that I'm looking at going, all right, as long as the guys upstairs can shut their mouths and let the manager do his job for a change. Yeah. Can you bring guys like uh Fabianski, Polish international goalie, Jack Wilshire, Marmalenko? Yeah. Yeah. From Dortmund. He, he's good up front. They kept him. Yeah, they brought in Felipe Anderson from Lazio. What a coup that is. Holy ball. Yeah. They're yep. going to be pretty tasty. 
And on the other end, they got Patrice Everett and James Collins. So I'm actually excited about yeah. <laughs> I'm actually excited about West Ham. They're probably one of the teams that that brought in the most. Now, uh, who do you want to go on to next? Uh, oh well, well, let's see. I mean, we can skip over a few of them. I'm sorry if you're fans of them. Bournemouth. Uh, you've only brought in David Brooks from Sheffield United. Uh, yeah. Got rid of Benfica which. I think it's a little dangerous and might be dicing with relegation. Uh, Brighton have brought in a bunch of peeps. I don't recognise too many of them, to be honest, other than Ali Reza, Johan Bajal, whatever his name is. He's apparently very talented and might be quite tasty for him. Yeah. But when you get rid of Steve Sidwell, you've got no chance of staying up, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Burnley, only one guy in. Vinny Steels from York City. But, you know, you got Burnley. I mean, Burnley is good because of their coach. If you're looking at their players, pretty straightforward. Yeah. Good old Sean Dyche, who is deep voice. Yeah, he's a quality thing. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm not thinking they're going to finish top eight this time or maybe even top ten. We'll get to that. Yeah. Cardiff City, new relegated team. Brought in Josh Murphy from Norwich, Greg Cunningham from Preston, Alex Smith is from QPR, and Bobby Reed from Bristol Pitt is. And uh, no one out, so we'll see if they can stay up. Chelsea, Jorginho from Napoli, brought, uh, brought in by the new coach, followed him over from Napoli. Yeah, let's not forget about Sari. Sari from Napoli is a very uh, interesting addition. Um, keep in mind, Guardiola said last year when they played Napoli in the Champions League that this was the best team he had ever played against. Uh, that was the Napoli team back then. Now that coach is at uh, Chelsea and yeah. already uh, seems to have convinced uh, Hazard to stay. It sounds like no. Courtois might be heading out, so that's still a possibility. Here's a guy... That is a workaholic. He smokes three to five packs of cigarettes a day. Crazy. I don't want to know what that guy smells like. Um, <laughs> he flies drones over his training so he can uh, view the film to see what's going on. Um, another thing that he does is he has 38 set pieces that he wants every single player to memorize. Crazy. A little bit about sorry there. I, he's a, he's going to be an interesting character. I uh, I have a lot of faith in this guy. I, I think he's going to be interesting to watch. He played very attractive soccer. What he did with Napoli was amazing. What he can do with Chelsea with more money and better players between his fingers, watch out. <laughs> He should be able to conjure something up. Well, we'll see. He's only bought Jorginho and Robert Green, 38 years of age, flaming Nora, my goodness. Wait, wait. Did, is that the only thing? Hold on. Um, Jorginho, I thought there was one more player that they were looking at. Maybe, maybe they didn't. Okay. I don't know. I mean, eh. at, least, at, at least they held on to what they had. Pepe just signed a... An extension, another year, and uh, looks like they're keeping a hold of William. So William yes. was going to go to Barcelona. He was going to go to Manchester United. I think they're going to keep a hold of him. Uh, yes. And if they can keep a hold of Hassard, you know. Yeah. Um, um, let's wait and see. 
They should be pretty tasty. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the top six, we know we know that for sure, but we'll see where they're going to finish. Crystal yeah. Palace. Vicente Coyata, Cheku Coyate, and Max Meyer, the old young scambat to leave 22 from uh, Schalke. Uh, I have an interesting season. Well, yeah, they go. They got rid of Johan Kabaye on a free to Al Nazir. Well, I heard actually, um, speaking of rumors, uh, but uh, Wilfred Saha is actually uh, 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 garnering interest from Chelsea right now, is what I'm hearing. So we'll see. Yeah. That could be tasty. He's an excellent player. My goodness. Everton have brought in Richarlison from Watford for how much? 50 million or something? Holy crap. That was good. Damn. Crazy the amount uh, that he went for uh, for Watford. Ah, that that pretty much spells their demise, in my opinion. One of their best players. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. But um, Everton definitely was strengthened by that guy. Uh, yeah, they, got, they got Lucas Digne from uh, Barca. He's bloody yeah. tasty. Yeah, and Joao uh, Virginia from Arsenal. Don't know who that guy is, but yeah. That's a couple of people. At least they're not spending like, what was it, crazy last season. They did not impress too much at all and sort of missed it quite a bit. Well, as we know, they got rid of uh, Wayne Bruni, who went to uh, 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 the US. And they still got decent players, you know. They got uh, Coleman, Baines, uh, Walker, you know, Rollis, uh, oh, Calvert-Lewin. Uh, Schneiderlin, I mean, they, they, Sigerson, let's not forget him. They got a decent team. Ooh. They should be, you know, up there, top 10, as per usual. Yeah. Klaassen, uh, no, though, the Dutch guy, I thought he was going to be good last season. He buggered off to Werder Bremen, and actually, women's, Williams has gone to Stoke City to try and get them tinkers back up. Yeah. Uh, Fulham, ooh, these going to be tasty. Of the teams coming up, uh, let's see, Le Marchand from Nice, he's going to be an excellent uh, fullback. Um, Let's not forget that they got Mitrovic. Where did they get Mitrovic from? I forget. It's a disgrace. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it wasn't in Rafa's plans, I guess. But already in a friendly, I think it was yesterday or today, he scored after two minutes for Fulham. Did, did you know that Schurler plays for Fulham? Andre Schurler, yeah. He's got what the hell? So not only and they have that uh, teenager that everybody wants to get a hold of, Ryan Sessignon. Sessignon, Sessignon, Schurler on each side, and Mitrovic up front, and Alfie Mawson now at the back from Swansea. Flaming Nora, they're going to be tasty. It's going to be interesting to watch this uh, team for sure. It is indeed. Now, Huddersfield Town supporters, I love you, but uh, there's not very much going on there. Uh, uh, Terence Congolo from Monaco, a um, couple of half decent players. Diacarpi from Monaco. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see what happens with them. Leicester, born Johnny Evans that everyone was supposedly after. <laughs> yes, but who did they lose? Aha. Uh-huh. What, Robert? <laughs> they lost, lost Mares to Manchester City. That's going to be a That's big be difference for the team. Milk was a bad choice. But uh, tons of money. Then they're just going to spend it on smart peeps, you know. Actually, uh, McGuire, Johnny Evans uh, as the back two. That's not bad. I mean, Johnny Evans has played decent. Yeah. It should be pretty solid. I'm all yeah. right with that. Yeah. Uh, there'll be in any trouble. Now, Liverpool. Oof. 
All right, they've only brought in four players, but my goodness, Fabinho from Monaco, Nabikada finally come over from Red Bull Leipzig, Shakiri from Stoke, not the Colombian singer, and Alison Becker from AS Roma for a crazy world record, bonkersness, amount of cash. Like, what was it, 65 million? But Unreal. Unreal. Unreal to me. We're going to talk later about uh, the predictions for the Premier League, but the players that they brought in compared to what they lost, unreal, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they really okay. strengthened. The first yeah. game, uh, Shakiri is back uh, playing for the team. First time he's playing for the team, he scores two wonder goals. One was yeah. an overhead bicycle kick into the top corner. Shakiri. I mean, yeah. I've always been a fan of Shakiri, um, not the singer, the player. He's a little rascal. He's a little short, fat rascal, but he can play. <laughs> yeah. Triple and tricky. And, yeah. <laughs> like that. Awesome. And, right. and their defense with Caden Fabinho, that's going to be fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be nice. And finally, a good goalkeeper. They freaking needed that, and they got Van Dyke. Uh, in the January window, so all of the problem areas look like that they've been uh, sorted out. So, yep, I think we very much fancy Liverpool to be strong challengers this year. Man City, yes. Those scams, City have brought in Marius, Mario Gomez, Philippe Sandler, who looks like he probably got on loan or something. Uh, got rid of you know Yaya Toure is now retired or released anyway. Um, Jack Harrison, crikey, he played for New York City, didn't he? Um, are they like oh we're champions so we don't have to spend too much this time around well I mean Morris is a good addition for that team I, I like him a lot um, I think Jim is actually on his way out I forget where he's saying I think he might be heading to Brighton it's the, one of the rumors I heard um, yeah. interesting but I mean that's where he needs to go if he wants to challenge to be uh, you know starting goalkeeper for England um, he's got to go somewhere. He's got to go somewhere. Morris is, uh, but you know, uh, like you're saying, I have a strong feeling that they're thinking, "Hey, we got a decent team. Let's not tinker with too much." I actually think that they were happy to let Yaya Touré go. As soon as, soon as Touré left, he began. I'm not sure if you read those news articles, but claiming discrimination, racial discrimination against Guardiola. Wow. Huge, huge article. Huge article. Yeah. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I think actually uh, uh, Guardiola has retorted a couple of times, and he was retorting again today. So, I don't know, fantastic player. I think he could still do some damage on the right team. Any team, any team should bring him in unless they think he's damaged goods and he's just not a good teammate. I'll take for a season at Newcastle, Flaming Noor. All right. On to Man United. Diogo from Porto, Fred from Shakhtar, and Lee Grant from Stoke. What do you make of those insiders, Dennis? You know, if you're not listening to the show on a regular basis, you may not know that I'm a United fan, but that's just not enough, in my opinion. That's not going to put them up to level to try to win a title or anything. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of rumors about Paul Puck believing and all this other stuff. Fred is a decent player. Don't get me wrong. He's going to really complement uh, the midfield well. He's 5'7". He's a dribbler. He's Brazilian. He can pass. 
I've already seen him in a couple of preseason games, and he really looks, uh, you know, nice. I mean, he's he's definitely an upgrade there. Um, he's going to be quality. Yeah. Then you have all the issues going on with uh, 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 what what's his name, um, uh, Martial, who you know left uh, preseason camp to go home and be with his wife, who was having a baby, and that wasn't well received by the coach. And of course, Martial said, you know, family's always first, and I know, big thing for for me. The place that <laughs> for the place that really need to uh, upgrade, in my opinion, is central defense. They need another piece, whether that's Alder yeah. Weirald, whether that's Harry Maguire, or yeah. uh, what's his name, Yerimina from uh, Barcelona. Whoever it is, they need to upgrade. Yeah, and what's crazy is didn't they have like first or second best defense? In the league last year, somehow, but that's that's Mourinho though. That's Mourinho and his one zeros and playing the defensive. He just plays yeah. very pragmatic soccer. You know, it's not really, uh, and that's why. Come to predictions on the Premier League. He is the manager that is most likely to be gone before December. I. I kind of agree with you, although I think Rafa Benitez might be gone by then as well. <laughs> well, that would be at his own choice, I'm fairly sure. Where for Mourinho, I don't think it'll be his choice. We'll see. Yeah, uh, we'll see indeed. On to Newcastle then. Big money spenders again with my cash slip. No, <laughs> huge money. And you still don't have a new owner. Don't get it. I, I just, it's just, uh, <sighs> exactly. Uh, they bought, they finally got Martin Dubravka, the Slovakian goalkeeper, finally. Oh, he was superb. We got him in. Cheeky sod. We got him in and he sort of he totally at the last end of last season on loan. But fantastic that we got him. Uh, we got Kennedy on loan from Chelsea again, which is a huge deal. That should keep us up alone. Fabian Shah, the Swiss uh, centre-back from Deportivo La Coruña for three million quid is a bit of a freaking bargain to me. And then uh, Ki Sung Young from Swansea, eh, an okay player. I wouldn't say he's like a few years back, three, four years ago, he actually was a pretty interesting player. Played really well. Um, yeah, pushed up from mid- midfield, could pass at the ball, speedy. I like him. Yeah, um, hopefully he'll inject a bit of pace in there and some quality. And then uh, we finally got Yoshinori Muto from Mainz. From Japan, the old Japanese fellow who played what one game in the World Cup and lost to Poland, so you know, <laughs> just really right. First of all, I don't understand why you don't have a new owner yet. Second of all, well, this is the thing: did the team get strengthened? Maybe no. it got strengthened, not much, tiny bit. But the, but the thing about it is, what makes Newcastle Newcastle right now? Is Rafa Benitez? Yes. I mean, if he goes, we're done. Do, if, 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 if he goes, I mean, you, you got some talented players there, but when you're looking at that lineup compared to, uh, I mean, you can almost go down the list. Even Fulham, West Ham, Watford. I mean, I don't know. Wolves. I think they'll finish above us. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it's just it's same old crap every time with Mike Ashley. 
Uh, I'll bring in 20 million from uh, Mitrovic and all, you know, however many million from TV rights, and I'll spend, well, what's he spent, really? Like 15 million? It's just pathetic. And then, <laughs> you lost Mitrovic and you brought in Muto, right? Yeah. And we're supposedly going to swap. It looks like it's definitely going to happen there. Swapped White Gale. Thank goodness, because I've never rated him. For Rondon from West Brom. He helped get them relegated last season. So awesome. Great. <laughs> My goodness. Anyway, on to Southampton. Uh, they bought in not too much. Yannick Vestergaard. Danish. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm Danish. I don't even know who he is, but uh, let's go with that. A couple of other scamps, but uh, certainly not the spending power of previous seasons. So they might struggle to stay up. Who knows? Uh, Tottenham ins. Zero. Uh, outs. Just a couple of fellas no one's ever heard of, so they're hoping. To- I think the only thing that really happened in the offseason, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Hurricane got a bigger contract, finally got yeah. a decent wage that he d- deserved. Um, uh, Deliel, uh, Hyung Min Song uh, got an extension, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. But that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. I think that's the only thing I can recall that really happened there. Uh, still, uh, if uh, Alderweireld is on his way out, who do you got there? Who Who's your defenders? I mean, David Sanchez, I like him. Good. Jan Vertonghen. Yeah. Right. You can you can see it. Like if Alderweireld goes to Man United, Aaron Maguire is going to go to Tottenham. Right. They'll immediately whip out the checkbook. But we'll see what. And we know that they've been talking about Danny Rose wanting to leave for a long period of time as well. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah. What is Look at Watford. They finally got Delefeu. Uh Ben Foster from West Brom. That should be pretty good uh, for a goalie. He's halfway decent. Uh, not much going on there. West Ham, obviously, we've covered those tinkers a bunch. And then Wolves, Benicophobe in. Willy Bolly from Porto, yes. Raul Jimenez. Here we go with the Portuguese scams. Raul Jimenez from Benfica. Rui Patricio, the Portuguese goalie. Flaming Nora. Uh, no, Flaming Nora, they didn't purchase. Um, João Matinho from Monaco, another Portuguese rascal. And then Paulo Alves well, from Liverpool. <laughs> I actually think this team looks very interesting. Honestly. Um I mean, it's uh, and I actually heard a couple of other players that rumor to go there right now. So I'm not sure if that has gone through yet. I mean, they're going to be really nice. It's going to be a, a pretty good season for Wolves. I think I don't think they have to worry about. I, so. I don't think they're going to go down. Yep, but we'll talk about that in a moment. All right. So on to the next thing, then, young man. All right, and on to where we think. We're- League table will end up so one through 20. Obviously, we'll start at the bottom because they, you know, they're the crappiest of the teams apparently in the Premier League. We'll see who do we have in 20th place. Good, Sudan. Well, I think it's going to be Brighton. Brighton, oh, a bit of Chris Hooten. Well, in fact, let's just do the, the bottom feeders. I think it's going to be Huddersfield this year, yeah. I think Cardiff is going to go right down, and I think it's going to be Brighton. All what right. about you? I have Cardiff finishing bottom, Huddersfield 19th, and then Watford 18th. Oh, 
We're yeah. close. Yeah. Yeah. Too close. All right. Let's do uh, your next three. 17, 16, 15. Uh, 17, Fulham. 16, Bournemouth. 15, Southampton. All right. Not too bad. I've got 17th, Brighton. 16th, Bournemouth. 15th, Newcastle. Oh. All right. If we're lucky. If we're so here, here's, here's the thing about it is. I have Newcastle a little bit higher up. It right. all depends on Rafa Benitez. Mm-hmm. If he leaves, if he leaves, it's all going to unravel, and yep. they're going to end up where you're saying. If he stays, I think he can maintain. You know, some. You know, I mean, he's just a fantastic coach. Yeah, he's brilliant. And if he stays, we'll get mid-table media. Where has he not coached? We don't want him to go. No. No, Gary Clarkson! Fourteen, thirteen, and twelve. Good, Dennis. Okay, fourteen is Watford for me. Okay. Um, thirteen, Crystal Palace, mm-hmm. and twelve is Wolves. I think so far of all the teams that we talked about, Fulham is sort of the team that I don't quite know how they're going to do. All right. They do play attractive football. They were the sexy football team in the championship. Whether they can transfer that to the Premier League is certainly up for question. Um, I've got Southampton 14th, Leicester 13th, Burnley 12th. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you wait to see the next bunch I've got. All right. So 11th, 10th, and 9th for your goods today. Okay, so for me, nine is Burnley. It's still Burnley. Just because last year, one nothing, zero zero, one one. I mean, they just managed to play uh, soccer in the sense that they were preventing what everybody was trying to do against them. A little bit of negative soccer, but still managed to do really well. Nine, they're going to be somewhere between nine, ten, and eleven this year. Worst players. What's that? Like Jose Mourinho, but with worse players. It's crazy to me because on paper, Burnley might be the worst team in the league. Yeah. I think it's Sean Dyche. I mean, it's just what he's able to do with that team, how he has, how he's playing them. It's crazy to me, actually. Many teams go down as soon as they lose their good manager. I mean, look at what happened to Stoke City once Tony Poulos left, right? They've gone. Right, I mean, yeah, it's crazy. But all right, so you got I them mean, in the ninth, tenth and eleventh. So ten is Newcastle, eleven is Leicester. Actually, just like you, I don't think Leicester is going to do well this year, particularly with Mars leaving. I think that's a big mistake to let him go, and they didn't really get any other players coming in. That's true. All right, so they're going to struggle. So I have eleventh place Crystal Palace, tenth uh, place West Ham. And ninth place, Fulham. I think with their attacking play, as long as they can be somewhat solid at the back, and you've got, you know, Mitrovic, Sherlock. Mitrovic's going to have a good season. He's got the players around him this time to score a bunch of goals, and he will, I think. And Sherlock and Sessegnon, oh, my goodness. They're going to be scary going forward. So those are my tinkers for 11th, 10th, and 9th. Now then, 8th, and let's go 8th and 7th for you. <laughs> ah, okay. Uh, so eight for me is Everton, mm-hmm. and seven for me is West Ham. 
I do think yeah. West Ham is going to do well this year. Yeah. I think, what did you have tenth, ninth, somewhere in there? Uh, I think overall, the way we have all the players, uh, all the teams placed is probably within two to three positions. Some something like Fulham. Only Fulham is the one that's really wild. Out. Fulham, maybe Crystal Palace, maybe Southampton, yeah. but still, you know, we're fair. And Newcastle, we're pr- fairly even in how we're viewing it. I'm a little bit more positive about Newcastle than you are as a obvious fan. So, yeah. <laughs> These things happen. That sounds good, Peter. All right. So I got in eighth place, Wolves. <laughs> no, I mean, I hit them 12th. I actually yeah. think they're going to do wonders this year. They're going to do know. Awesome. They were pulling in some out of all the teams outside of the top five or six they, mm-hmm. they uh, and West Ham. They, they really were able to bring in some strong players. They yeah, invested. I mean, they invested. Providing it works with all the Portuguese guys. That is yeah. totally dependent on that. And seventh, eh, I know it's boring pants time. But I did go with Everton, of course. Okay, so we're we're even up until the top six. Exactly. Now, all right, so let's go just one at a time. All right, sixth place for you. You know, I think this year's sixth place for me is going to be Tottenham. Damn. All right. I, I think they're going to fall out of the top four. I think what the other teams above them have more to offer. And because they did make any moves in the offseason – yeah. Because Delhi Alley still has stuff to prove from two years ago. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be the season. Yeah, this could be the one where they fall from grace, as it were. And if uh, they lose, if they lose out the world, and if they might lose, um, you know, who knows? Darren, Danny Rose, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. It's very possible. I actually have Chelsea six. Oh. Not certain that this coach is going to do the job with just Jorginho. I mean, it is possible. His attack and play might be great, but they're still not great at the back. I, I still don't trust him at the back. Um, I'm just not sure. Wait, if you don't trust him at the back, are you saying you don't trust Anders Christensen? The Danish, uh, the Danish fellow <laughs> nonsense, of course. I do. <laughs> he had a couple of struggling games last year, for sure. Yeah, he's still young. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's really hard to predict this top six with newcomers coming in. One thing that I, I forgot to mention about uh, 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 the, the new Chelsea coach is he likes to play young kids. And yes. if there's one thing that Chelsea has, it's a pool of young talent. So who knows, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I'm already thinking maybe I'm being a bit mean with putting Chelsea six. Who knows? No, you are. Yeah, I probably have. That's true. Now then, fifth place for you, good sir. Arsenal. Arsenal. Okay. Uh, yeah, with older Una Emery, who never know. I have Tottenham fifth. Oh, okay. Okay. So we're pretty close with that stuff. All right, and fourth place for you. Okay, so just like you were negative on Newcastle, I'm negative on United. United is going to end fourth. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Mourinho probably gone by Christmas. Yeah, they'll just. I mean, she's going to stop being an ass and a narcissist. And I mean, you just go down the list. I have, I, I find him utterly fascinating, fun guy, 
uh, at least news conferences, but so damn negative. I mean, yeah. how many it's seasons? As a United fan, just scraping at one nils, and I mean they that win. Is, that is not being a United fan. In fact, I began gathering a list early on today of who is going to replace Mourinho. Ooh. And I don't know, but I'm hearing that the odds on favor to replace him is Yogi Love. Now, for me, that would <laughs> Yogi Love. Actually, actually, that wouldn't be the guy I think is going to replace him if anybody's going to replace him. Uh, for me, it would probably be Sedan. But, I mean, available coaches out there Conte, Finger, Lauren Brown. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Let's not forget, it could still be Allardyce, Paul Lambert, or David Moyes. Oh, Moyes. They're all available. They're all available. <laughs> oh, God, that's a horrible list. Anyway. <laughs> no, actually, that, that's what they're saying. He's the odds-on favorite. For me, it would be Sudan. Hands down. No questions asked. Oh, he'd be good, yeah. All right, so I've got... Now, that was uh, fourth for you, right? Is that right? Yeah. I also got Man United fourth. Okay, we agree. Complete agreement there. All right, who you got in third? I actually have Chelsea in third, just because this new coach, uh, what he did with Napoli last uh, few seasons, uh, this guy is something special. Um and he plays very attractive soccer. He'll be interesting to see how his game is going to translate to the Premier League. But I have full faith in him. Yeah, I mean, that would be a bit of a turnaround. But, uh, I mean, it depends on if Azard plays amazing. But who knows? Maybe this guy can bring the best out of Morata finally, right? Because he yeah. if he that season. So. Uh, he was. We'll see. All right, so I've got in uh, third place Arsenal. Dude, we have the same top two. Yes, we do, of course. <laughs> the reason I'm going with Arsenal is because I think Uno, Uno Emre, whatever his freaking name is, he is going to kick backside with when you have Abumang and Lacazette. I mean, I've been seeing the preseason games. He's playing the three up with Lacazette and Abumang. They're just looking fantastic. I, I, I fully agree. I think they're going to be superb. Now, uh, top two, and I think we're going to have them in the same order. It's going to be Liverpool in second place. I mean, what they brought in in the off season is going to be crazy to me, and there's just no uh, no doubt in my mind that Klopp's got this team. He's got a better goalie. Um, yeah. uh, he's got absolutely. Uh, he only strengthened the attacking talent out there. It's yeah. crazy. If you're thinking about it, that Coutinho was the guy that left, and they've only gotten better since Coutinho left. Yes, which is unbelievable. Unbelievable to me. And I might as well just do number one, Manchester City. Um, they're just going to continue rolling and rumbling, and they're going to win again. And I'll be honest with you. I was toying with this for quite some time. Man City's just won it. They haven't bought anyone. Liverpool's going for it. I was that close to putting Liverpool above City. It, it's going to be a couple of points this season that separates the two of them. And it's just going to be a real barnstormer. Who knows? 
All right. Well, that rounds out our table, shall we say, ladies and gentlemen. Now, we do want to bring this to your attention. The uh, website is www.fantasy.premierleague.com. And if you want to join our Fantasy Premier League, uh, the name of the uh, league is the Golden Boot, and the code to join is 85456-157769. We already have uh, a good dozen scallywags in there already. Dennis, do we want to reveal our teams now? Or... Let's just reveal our teams. It was so hard for me to pick my team this year. I don't know. Tricky, I, I, right? I last year that the team that I put together was much better, so I don't know. I'm with you. All right, you go in goal. Uh, you, you know me who I'm going to put in goal. It has to be De Gea. Even though he had a terrible World Cup, I don't know, last four years for me, he's been the best goalkeeper in the world. I still think he is. All right, so you got him as your main goalie. Who's your sub-goalie? My sub goalie is actually uh, Ryan from Watford. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was expensive, so fair enough. Yeah. Well, what can you do, you know? <laughs> All right, so I shoved in. Let, let's just be clear about this. He controls the sound effects, and I don't, so. <laughs> Maybe. It's quite possible. <laughs> quite possible. So I got Edison in goal from City, and my backup goalie is Fabianski from West Ham United. You know, actually, that's a good pairing. Uh, too expensive for me, but yes, I agree. Those are awesome, awesome. I mean, for a pricey front line. All right. So you playing a, a, a? Well, let's just reveal all five of our defenders in total. All right. Who you got as your five defenders? Sir? Well, I'm actually going with a 4-4-2 at this point, but I'm probably going to go with a 4-5-1 before we're all done with this. Um, but currently the four, the, the, the four in the back, uh, Moses, Victor Moses from Chelsea. Yeah, he's a good uh, assist meister. I have Davies from uh, mm-hmm. Tottenham, Kevin Davies. I got Harry Maguire. Yeah, and I got Hector Bellerin on the right. He's the guy that sometimes uh, gets a lot of flack, but actually produces a lot of stats. Yes, he does. I'm back four as well, along with Cedric of Southampton. He was the cheap one, you know. Yeah. But, you know, he's, I think he's going to be employed further forward or something crazy. I, that's what I was hearing anyway. I've also got Robertson of Liverpool. Uh, who should have a very good season, and Alonso of Chelsea, as long as he's played. Robertson, if he plays, uh, you know, who who was your fourth guy? Uh, uh, Alonso, Chelsea. Alonso. Didn't he get just get injured today? And he's going to be out for a while? No. You, you better double-check. Go in and check your thing. I, I thought he got injured today. He's going he's gonna to be out for weeks. Oh. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. In that uh, preseason game, they just played Napoli uh, a few hours ago, and they beat him five nothing. Yeah, five nothing. And I think actually he got Alonso got injured in that game. I could be wrong, but I'm fairly sure he did. Wait, are you sure it wasn't Liverpool to beat Napoli five nothing? That's what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
four in midfield, sir, or three or five? I have four in the midfield. Mm-hmm. So uh, we talked about Richard Leeson. I actually think he's going to do well for Everton. And because he just got bought, I'm fairly sure he's going to start. They wouldn't pay that much for a guy and not start him. Yeah. So, And I have Salah. He had a fantastic season last year. Got him again. League, mate, I tell you. And here's Ooh. the thing about it is, this is a hit or a miss, the next guy, Pogba. It's, it's, it's either going to click. It's either going to click for him or it's going to go to shit in a handbasket within a couple of games. And he's going to be sold to Barcelona and Mourinho is going to quit and all that stuff. And my fourth guy is actually Shakiri. Oh, tasty little pig. Is he going to get... I mean, I guess you could play him in a midfield three. But will he get ahead of Mane? Salah? We'll, we'll see. We'll see. All right, my four. Salah, of course. you got to bung him in. Um, I've also got Neves of Wolves. He's a pretty where's, tasty little... Where's my sound effects? <laughs> what, Neves? <laughs> he was rubbish. No nonsense. Thank right. you. Thank you. And then a boy in Jorginho. Oh, nice. Indeed, I think he's going to be playing quite a bit. Let you know, Conte sit back. It will be more of a playmaker. I can see him getting a bunch of assists. And then Leroy Sane. Interesting. So oh, that's the question. Who's going to play? Yeah. Yeah, or Sane. Sane should play. have so many players of the same caliber right now. Mm-hmm. People that know who's going to play or not, you know? Yeah. No idea. Do you see James Miller got a cut of 15 stitches required today against Napoli? After oh, he yeah. scored. After he scored, and then he goes and does that. Well, hopefully it wasn't before he scored. He wouldn't be able to see it then. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Milner. I mean, that guy just runs the sun black. I mean, he is tireless. He rumbles around like nobody's business, bless him. Like, yeah. remember Dirk Van Kite? He's the guy that used to just run and run and run and run. Yeah, same kind of guy. Damn right. We'll yeah. see if he gets that many games this season. Who knows? All right, so I assume you're playing two up front, and who are those scams, young man? <laughs> that was so hard to determine. Uh <laughs> Oh, let's see. Seven. It, uh, this was my hardest thing. And that's why it's like, this is my worst team ever in fantasy. And I'm sure I'm going to be changing a lot around. But the two I, think I have is Firmino. Who? Oh, Firmino. Oh. And the other two guys I have up there, one is on the bench. I haven't decided who it is yet, but Vokes from Southampton. A guy that Tells anything about, but he he gets a lot of good stats. And the other guy is your guy, Joe Salou. They were so cheap. I'm like, where can I get a guy for four million? They were cheap. Even worse, younger twin brother. I mean, shocking. All my money on the midfield. All right, well, I've got up front, yes, Firmino, me too, and Zaha from Crystal Palace. And my fellow on the bench, striker, Arnautovic. 
So you there's somewhere you must have saved your money somewhere. You might on defense maybe. I want yeah, to also bring in Kennedy from Newcastle because he was super cheap. Mm, so, the rest of it is shitty. And the other one, Odomendi. Yeah. It, Odomendi actually was cheap. Uh, didn't have too good of a season last year. Did not have a good World Cup. And probably went for cheaper than he should have. This is true. But, yeah, he's going to be quality. So, now then. I don't know about you, but I think we've got our fantasy teams done. <clears throat> yes. All right. I think it's time Soccer news. I know you missed that thing, everyone. All right, Dennis, what you got from the world of soccer for us? Anything tasty there, good sir? Uh, you know, I'm not sure if there's too much tasty, but there's a few things that we have to just, for those people that don't follow soccer on a regular basis, let's just be clear. Ronaldo shifted from Real Madrid to Juventus. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. That we need to mention that. Another thing was is uh, the old goalie from Juventus, Buffon, uh, shifted to PSG. That's right. Iguain shifted to AC Milan. Yeah. Also getting older, but still a, a good player. Some other yeah. interesting uh, transfers was we got Thomas Lemar from Monaco. I mean, who didn't Monaco sell? Um, we got awesome. Malcolm. Uh, from Bordeaux to Barcelona, very interesting player, uh, attacking yeah. winger, uh, forward place. Uh, he's good. Uh, we got another uh, Brazilian from Grêmio to Barcelona, and that's Arthur uh, Douglas Costa from Bayern Munich to Juventus, another Brazilian. Oh, yeah. Vidal, a guy you and I have talked about many times, went from Bayern Munich to Barcelona. Yeah. Firming up their midfield. Uh, one of the most interesting transfers uh, in the offseason was Vinicius Jr. from Flamengo to Real Madrid, a 16-year-old Brazilian that they think is going to be the next Neymar. $61 million for a 16-year-old. He's a skillful, pacey attacker, 22 uh, appearance for Brazil's U-17 team. Scored 19 goals. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw a little bit in the preseason tour over here. This this, this guy is uh, he's going to be tasty. He is going to be the next Neymar for sure. All right, well let's some of that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, other news: uh, We talked about uh, Napoli beating uh, uh, or um, Liverpool beating Napoli earlier today. Uh, another thing that's kind of interesting is, but uh, Puma just signed a huge contract with Manchester City uh, yeah. for millions and millions and millions of dollars. It's up there with the contract that Adidas uh, signed with uh, Manchester United. Yeah, they, they're going to have like three of the top five this season. By the way. Puma, look at him rumbling out. Like, you're taking over from Nike there. Ooh, crazy. Ooh. Man City huge for the next life. However many years, as long as Pep is there, they are going to sell so many shirts. The money will come rolling in there. As long as as long as Pep is there, the one thing uh, that's in the news right now, if you're looking at it, is uh, a player that's got it near and dear to both of our hearts is Pulisic from Dortmund. 
Yeah. Um, Chelsea is making, uh, trying to get him. And right now, Dortmund actually is refusing to sell him. They won't even put a price tag on him. They're refusing to sell Pulisic. They're still moving in this young player. So, yes. I mean, you'd be crazy if you don't want to sell him. I mean, you know, one piece of news that we haven't covered that is worth covering. It's, ah. it's it's completely new. It's a new change to the rules of the Premier League. Are you aware of oh. this? Managers Dude. now can receive yellow oh. and red cards. Yeah. Something as close, um, even inappropriate language can get you a card. Now, they're not going to show you the card. They're not going to, the ref is not going to go over and throw the card and show the card to the manager, but they're going to tell them, you just got a yellow card or whatever. Kicking and throwing a water bottle. Who was that, Mourinho a few years ago when he got sent to the stands? Crazy to me. Sarcastic clapping. Too much gesturing to get a card for another player that can get you a card as a manager. Now, if a manager accumulates four yellow cards, they're going to receive a one-match ban. Or... By middle of September. Isn't that not crazy? Uh, oh, it's a... And the way it works is that it's across all the different leagues. So whether it's, uh, you know, the FA Cup or Premier League or whatever league you're playing in, in the FA, uh, that's under the FA. If you get a card, they accumulate. So All of those in League 2 are going to be suspended within six weeks. So, so that's the thing is, if you're playing some sort of lower league tournament or whatever, and you're Mourinho, uh, <laughs> you just get your fourth card then so you can go sit in the stand, right? For a tournament so you don't have to do it in the Premier League. I don't know. You know, silly, but I think they're just trying to tighten up. You know, in my opinion, what they really should tighten up, uh, we specifically have seen this in um, – in the World Cup football, is this thing about uh, surrounding the ref. That, yes. That is one of my worst things. Surrounding the ref, touching the ref, poking the ref. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I agree. I mean, you saw that a lot, you know, Brazil, you know, the whenever Neymar went down, and especially that one occasion. That was just unbelievably pathetic. I'll tell you what did work in the World Cup. VAR. I was very impressed with VAR in the World Cup. Especially, like, the Germans, that, you know, versus, uh, was it South Korea? Oh, I can't remember now. Uh, but there was a the German game where the decision got reversed, thanks to VAR. Many, I mean, I don't think that there's been many decisions in this World Cup that actually you could say, were terribly wrong decisions, thanks to VAR. It might have taken a bit of time. Sure, it's a bit of a pain in the ass that way. But I thought the World Cup was way better for it, and we ended up getting right decisions, which is what the game should be about. So let, let's not beat around the bush. Push. We know one thing, and that is uh, that, uh, first of all, there were 29 penalties in this World Cup. The most ever the last World Cup that was even closed was 2002, 1998. It had like 19 or 18 uh, penalties to it, something like that. The one yeah. thing that I seem to notice for this World Cup is there was always 
not always, there seemed to be a little bit of um, an uneasiness from some reps of using the VAR. When there a situation deemed to be, go to the VAR. It looked like a penalty. It looked like an offside. It looked like something that should have been called upon. And certainly it wasn't mistake-free. I like the VAR. The one thing that blows my mind, I'm not sure if you know that. First of all, we have all these um, uh, referees on the field. You got, you know, a sideline, you got the main referee, you got the fifth official, you know, you got all that stuff. Then you got four in the booth. They're watching 33 camera angles. 33 camera angles. Sometimes what should have happened, uh, in my opinion, if there was a controversial play happen, and the thing about VAR is unless the ref fully believes that what he saw was correct, that he yeah. believes that, that uh, meaning he's not even going to listen to what they're telling him about the VAR, he saw it himself. In my opinion, there should have been a lot more of, I'm just going to put my fingers to my ear, I'm listening yeah. to the VAR, hold that throw in, hold that free kick, whatever it yeah. is. Slow the game down. Whatever, if it's 20 seconds, let's get the game wrong, uh, game right. The thing about that is you and I would be the first to complain about slowing down the game because they're taking too long to – They can't win. They can't win. Uh, but like you said, it was definitely an improvement. I liked it. A uh, lot of penalties awarded because the VAR – yeah, yeah, it definitely is an improvement in the right direction. Yeah, I thought it was my hand of God goals. Thank goodness. Yeah, exactly. Imagine that in '86. Blame yeah. Nora. Yeah, <laughs> Bobby Wilson would have gone to his grave happy. <laughs> Bless his old sausage. All right, so we're we're completely rejecting talking about Maradona and the stupid antics that he did during the World Cup. Oh, did you not, did you see him? His middle finger salutes. Oh, oh. he They finally, they finally, after he did the middle finger salute to everybody, stopped covering him. Yeah, about bloody time because he's just a hateful, horrible person, and I never really cared for that guy. Just a, a piece of crap, really, to be honest. So, uh, you know, what can you do? And he loves his drugs. Bless his trousers. How about how the Timbers have done? Flaming Nora under old Giovanni Savarese. Now, what was it? First five games record was three defeats, two draws, not a single win. All of a sudden, if you look at the old table here, Timbers are in fourth. All right, 34 points. But with three games in hand on Galaxy on 35, two games in hand on Los Angeles Football Club on 36, and FC Dallas rumbling away on the Western Conference with 42. But, you know, just win one of them games in hand. Timbers are in second. They have not lost in how many now? Nine wins. Five. 14 games in a row. They have not It's nuts. What's going on, Dan? In two months, their next game begins. <laughs> just to let you know. 
don't know because you're in Omaha now, but I keep track of this stuff. Now they're playing. They're playing. Uh, what is it? Philadelphia at home. Uh, yeah, that's right. The Union. Uh, that, yeah. That's going to be an easy game. They should be able to win that. In fact, I predict three-one to uh, Portland. I'm not sure if you know. They got rid of Adi this past week. I saw that. Now Adi now plays for uh, FC Cincinnati in Ohio. Uh-huh. So I think we can. Who's going to be there, coach? <laughs> well, we can only predict that that is going to be Porter. Um, also, Portland got another striker from uh, San Lorenzo in Argentina, a uh, 20-year-old that has played a lot of games from the um, U-17, U-20 side. Thomas Konechny, I think his name is. Second striker, forward, so basically a replacement for Adi, but a little bit more like a player like Armenteros is, who has actually been a revelation this year. And I think uh, in our conversations in, in sort of preseasons and early on in the season, I said that this guy is he's all that and more. Yeah, he's shown some real quality. And, and the tip has needed it because Adi, he's had to shoulder it for five years now, basically, on his own up front. And it's been super nice this guy's come in. He's a powerhouse. He's scored some absolute ripping goals. He just looks the balls. And I know that tonight, I don't know if Armenteros, whatever his name is, injured or not, but they're looking at playing and Blanco is suspended. So it's going to be Valeri maybe on his own up front. Or I don't know. They're a bit lacking in front players for tonight's game, so I'm not really... It could be be interesting, but here's uh, why Severese has been so good. Uh, The reason for why he's been so good is his tactical flexibility. Uh, Porter, last season, same, almost same damn lineup every single game. The only thing that was ever a difference was how the two fullbacks were going to play. Were they going to play back or were they going to run up? And that was really the only thing he ever changed to the game. Sometimes it was a little bit of, you know, different players playing or maybe a little bit uh, about where Nagby was going to play. But this guy completely throws everybody off. The guy would wait until like the 80th minute before making subs. I know. Sometimes we watch games and we're like, all right, 60th minute, we're losing. Throw someone on. Fresh legs, something. 70th minute for yeah. two people. Yeah. Who didn't? Nuts. Now, uh, that's the interesting thing about Severesi is uh, uh, the, the, uh, how he's played. Uh, I really like his formation. He's got four in the back. He's got three midfielders. He's got two uh, above them and then one striker up front. I like that formation a lot. Now, he keeps that up just a little bit. Uh, for instance, when he played Seattle, completely threw Seattle up, off up in Seattle. Seattle nice. was where they were coming or going. But the way that he has played two of the best teams in the league this year, Atlanta in Atlanta and uh, Los Angeles FC, he has played them better than maybe any other team. This, this team is for real. I really believe in this team. I believe in uh, Giovanni Savarese. Great coach, really connects with his players, 
And granted, he might wear brown shoes on the sideline, but he's not an asshole like uh, Porter might have been. <laughs> well, I am delighted, and I hope it continues. And you know what? We might win another championship, so it could be. Happy times. Well, let's have a gander. Bless the Timbers, they're kicking backside. But uh, how about our week one predictions for the English Premier League, with Den? All right, let's go down the line. I know we're uh, nearing an hour and a half here. So um, good first show, by the way. It's nice to be back. It's nice to be with you again, Mark. So uh, hey, it's great to be with you, good to Den, and I hope the uh, – Millions of fans, including that Irish scamp, is uh, listening in. So it'd be fantastic. So what most people may not know is that on Friday at noon, I might work from home because at noon this coming Friday is when the Premier League begins, and they're playing Manchester United is playing Leicester at noon. That's right. <laughs> My prediction for that game is two nothing to Manchester United. He's going two nothing, and we do want to throw this out there. If you go to www.predictor.talksport.com, they have uh, the predictor, and we have our own shots on target league there. So if you fancy joining us, the league code is BS, of course, uh, BS5ML. BS5ML. Feel free to join your scams. All right. Where did you go, Man, uh, Man United Leicester? I'm sorry, you went 2 1, right? 2 0. All right, I went 1-0 Man United. Okay. Uh, Newcastle Tottenham? Yeah. Newcastle 1, Tottenham 2. Oh, me. Newcastle 1, Tottenham 2. Boom. All right. Bournemouth Cardiff, sir. Bournemouth 2, Cardiff 1. Ooh, pretty close. Bournemouth 1, Cardiff 0. All right. Even so far. Okay, next one, Fulham Crystal Palace. Fulham 3, Crystal Palace 2, Banker. Oh, Fulham 2, Crystal Palace 1. Uh, we're all on the same page with all of these. All right, Huddersfield, Chelsea, sir. Huddersfield 1, Chelsea 3. Ooh, I mean, Huddersfield... Oh, frickity-hoo! <laughs> okay, Huddersfield, Chelsea 1. Oh, Huddersfield, Chelsea 1. Oh, okay, you don't believe in Chelsea. I'm still a Chelsea fan. All right, next one, Watford-Brighton. Watford 2, Brighton 0. Ooh, I went Watford 1, Brighton 1. Oh, okay, you're going with a tie. Next game, Wolves against Everton. That is the hardest game of the week. Yeah, so I go Wolves 1, Everton 1. So I have Wolves 1, um, Everton 0, but that's my insurance. Ah, very wise. All right, Liverpool, West Ham, young man. Liverpool 2, West Ham 0. All right, Liverpool 2, West Ham 1. A sneaky goal from Nautovic. And then Southampton, Burnley. I've gone Southampton 0, Burnley 0. <laughs> Southampton 0, Burnley 0. <laughs> How do we do this stuff? <laughs> and now the big one. Arsenal, Man City. What you got, sir? Arsenal 1, Manchester City 2. I've got Arsenal 2, Man City 2. Now, I have to uh, believe that my banker actually is Liverpool against West Ham. I do think Liverpool is going to win that game. Okay. Yeah, I would think so. 
Oh, I didn't put insurance on anyone, so I better sort that. Why did I mention that? <laughs> That's just terrible. I mean, disgrace. I don't know your kids today. Well, there we are, everybody. It's been magnificent to be back. I hope you enjoyed the show. I know it's a bit of a long one, but we had so much to cover. So thank you for joining us. Good to end. It's been an absolute pleasure as per usual. It's been awesome. It's nice to be back. Let's have at it. Damn right. The new season is a rumbling and Shots on Target is back. So we will see you again soon. And uh, do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Shots on Target and all that malarkey. See us at the website, shotsontarget.net to uh, catch the latest episode. And uh, we'll see you again very soon. Ta-da for now. Cheerio, good to Dennis. Ta-da. You can find us on Twitter at Shots on Target 1, our Shots on Target Facebook page, and our blog at shotsontargetblog.wordpress.com.